Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pelleggi, and in each episode, we uncover new, empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Girls Gotta Heal podcast. Of course, we are talking about relationships today and this concept of wanting to feel chosen in the relationships that we enter. I have a lot to say on this. This is a topic that I've been wanting to do a podcast about for a while. Um, Whenever I go through any type of pain, heartbreak, intense experience, I always want to try to understand it better. What made me feel this way? And I try to backtrack things. It's actually super annoying. I wish I would just allow myself to feel things without overanalyzing it in the moment. And also when it doesn't work out, continuously overanalyzing it and trying to understand myself better. Uh, I guess there's some pros to that. Um, Maybe you can relate to that feeling of wanting to better understand why you react the way that you do and maybe why you sit in certain feelings longer than others. So this concept of wanting to be chosen, when we think about the relationships that we enter, even as a small kid, when you make a new friend, it's that feeling of like fullness and acceptance and being heard. And it's a really great feeling to have, especially starting a new friendship or relationship, whatever it is. It's exciting because... It's kind of like a fresh start and also feeling, again, accepted. And that's so great. So when we enter romantic relationships or, sorry, backtrack, when we're dating or in our early years of dating, we oftentimes chase and we, we want that feeling of this person is so into me and above everybody else, all of their options, they chose me. They saw something in me. Oh my God, I can't even believe it. Me out of everyone, they chose me. And I think this is kind of where we go wrong because we love this idea of feeling chosen. But as we begin dating, as we get into relationships and realize that those relationships don't work and have to sit in that pain of, oh man, I thought, you know, I thought that they wanted me. I thought that they were going to fight for me. I thought that this was going to work. We have to kind of backtrack doing the work of, you know, falling in love with ourselves and reconnecting back to ourselves when in fact, it would have been so much easier if we learned about self-love and self-validation from the jump. And I think a lot of our wants and needs around feeling seen and chosen by someone, of course, it does go back to attachment and our early attachments in our life. Um... You know, if you think back to growing up um, and what your attachments to your parents or caregivers were, 
whether you had a secure or insecure attachment, that might also play into it. I'm not saying that it's everything and that I'm an expert on it, but it certainly does play into how much we we do want to feel seen and loved by others. If you grew up with a secure attachment, you likely were in spaces where you did feel heard, seen, and loved. And most times that's enough and we're able to focus on our work, our schooling, um, our friendships, and get into relationships when we're ready rather than when we maybe start off in insecure attachments with, you know, the people that whose hands we're born into. Um, I think that we have a greater chance of wanting to feel loved and seen in other areas and, and maybe kind of rushing that and rushing into it. So that's just a side tangent on that. But I think we especially feel and recognize that as people, we, we truly do want to be chosen in the moments where we do feel rejected and abandoned. And that's from existing relationships or new romantic relationships that we really had hope in and we really gave our whole heart and everything to. And to have someone leave, it is a form of rejection and abandonment and how we receive that. I think regardless of any point that you are in in your life, whether you're a teenager listening in or a young adult or adult who is established and, you know, has created a great life for themselves in relationships, there is something that is ongoing and, and that's the feeling of wanting to feel loved and supported by the spaces and connections that we're involved in. And I think that that is 100% natural and enjoyable, uh, but it does always come back to how quickly we are able to pick ourselves up. I think that death, loss, grief is a very natural part of life and everyone has, relationships are complicated, like they're very complicated. It's not one extreme or the other of, you know, things working out with you and someone or you being dumped or someone betrays another. There's a lot of the in-between of reasons why things just don't work out and nonetheless you, you still will feel like you're not chosen or you're not worth someone fighting for or you can't give enough to someone and you no longer can choose them and I think that we do enter a lot of our relationships in that way of okay I feel safe and secure and I want to pursue this and this mean must mean that this person chooses me because I choose them and I don't want to see anybody else. I don't want to be around. I want to commit to this person and invest in this connection. But what we don't learn or what we don't focus enough on is instilling self-love, validation, boundaries, and the importance of the relationship that you have with yourself. If you don't have a good relationship with yourself or a, f a good foundation there because like always we are continuously working on that relationship. If you don't have a good foundation and you jump into a relationship with someone, you're more likely to run into instances where one or the other feels like they need to be everything to that person and that is also really unhealthy and that's the extreme version of feeling chosen and we choose each other 
is that when it falls apart and it doesn't work out, you are a complete mess because you have given every single bit of yourself to that. And I think on the flip side, there is a healthy and normal piece of being chosen and choosing people when you are in a relationship. The healthy part is the investment piece of I am investing in us, I am investing in myself, um, I believe in my self-worth, I have good self-worth, and I am deserving of this relationship, and I do have a lot to offer, and because of this, this is a conscious choice. I really want to stress the importance of building that relationship with yourself, and actually choosing yourself, and what that means for you. Does choosing yourself mean that you're really tightening up on your boundaries Or does it mean that you're dedicating maybe a certain portion of time to spending time with yourself and doing things that you love and prioritizing yourself? Sometimes we can get this confused of, I have to either choose myself or I have to choose somebody. And this might have been present more so in the early stages of dating Or maybe now you feel this way of like, I have to choose my partner or myself. They can't, choosing both cannot coexist. And I think that that's a bigger issue. And I'm not saying there's one right or wrong way to go about it, but rather wanting to challenge you on your thinking and whether, and wanting to challenge you to consider if both can coexist in your life. Are you able to put your needs first advocate for yourself, do all of the things that you love and are goals of yours while also still maintaining and enjoying being in a relationship and having other relationships. I think some of the ways that we can practice having both is firstly having a really good sense of ourself because there's going to be moments where you have to choose one or the other or there might be a lot of voices that are impacting how much you give to one or the other. So you need to be strong on your own, be able to advocate for yourself and actually know what you want and know that at some points, you might have to put your relationship with yourself first and at other points, you might have to fight for your romantic relationship or your friendship and it's really working toward a balance and knowing that you you can give love and attention to both. I think exercising boundaries are another way of maintaining that balance. So not being accessible all of the time. Um, And I think we can, when we do that, we save some for ourselves. So I think starting relationships, having that other person aware of, you know what, these things are important for me. My creative time is important for me. Um, My visits here or my appointments here are things that are really important for me. And my ability to be successful in my work and contribute to my relationships and be okay. I need to help myself first. So having those conversations early on in your, com- in your relationships are really important. Another way that we can work toward balancing choosing ourselves and choosing our relationships and having them coexist together is 
checking in with ourselves, um, noticing if one needs to be adjusted, if, you know, maybe a couple weeks have gone by and I've kind of been neglecting my self-care and the things that are important for me. So I need to switch things up. And what goes nicely with that, with that is building healthy communication. And sometimes that's a skill that we need to work on on our own first before we get into relationships or we welcome new relationships or we have the chance to work on our existing relationships uh, working on our communication skills and speaking up for ourselves there's going to be points in your life where you notice things are kind of crumbling around you and there's a lot of inner work that needs your attention and forces you to have to choose yourself and as a result you have to remove yourself from certain relationships which is really hard, but I think, again, if communication is there and it's you working on yourself, this can only make you better for future you. However, I think that there is a huge responsibility with that of before entering any kind of romantic relationship or new friendship, having that awareness of, do I need to spend time working on myself? Do I need to spend this portion of my life or this first half of the year or these next few months doing some inner work and choosing myself and choosing myself means putting boundaries with everybody around me and focusing on my health, my mental health and some some inner, inner work and trauma. For those who are still dating, um, I would say we run into this issue a lot of connecting with people who halfway through realize, oh, damn, I have to actually do some work on myself. You know, you've brought certain things up for me and I'm realizing that I have to do the inner work, which absolutely sucks because, you know, you might be invested or they're invested and one of you realize that you have to take a step back and you're not in a position to be able to choose both. And if that doesn't resonate with you or hasn't resonated with you from any point in your life, Maybe ask yourself why. Are you running from anything? Has anything come up? So three questions for you are, when is the last time you felt chosen by someone? The next question is, has there ever been a point in your life where you felt chosen by someone and then devastated by things not working out, feeling abandoned and rejected? And How did that contribute to the way that you saw yourself, your self-worth? The last question is, looking back on your early childhood and youth, what was your attachment style like to your caregivers and the people that were in your life early on who were meant to be validating you and supporting you? What was your attachment like then? And do you notice any patterns or similarities in the relationships that you have today. For all things GGH, you can check out girlsgottaheal.com, read recent blogs, as well as check out the shop.